Merry Christmas. I'm Pastor Tom. It's good to have you with us this evening. And, uh, you know, hope hadn't been around that long, but we have a few traditions that we like to uh, engage in. And one of them is on Christmas Eve, we have a family that's been uh, hanging around Hope uh, come up and read the Christmas story to us. And then when the Townsends are finished, I will expound upon that passage for a little bit. And then when we get to the part about the shepherds, uh, I'm going to need a little help. And so I'll, I'll give you the cue, but if you're in fifth grade or younger, you are invited down at that point uh, to come and help out. And I'll, I'll let you know what we're going to be doing, but we're basically going to be taking on the task that the, the shepherds had on the night that Jesus was born. So you might want to pay attention because, you know, that's going to be in the reading from Luke chapter 2. So Jimmy and Jen and company, if y'all would uh, take it from here and lead us into the reading of God's word this evening. All right. A reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registrator when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you news of Christ the Lord, of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. As the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. Thank you. So this Advent season, we have been uh, looking at a series of passages out of the New Testament and the Old Testament as well, and really exploring the idea of how unexpected this first Christmas was. And 
so as we do that tonight, uh, I want to talk about some unexpected arrivals on the night of that first Christmas. Um, so let's just kick off with Joseph and Mary. Uh, Mary, we know, was from uh, a place called Nazareth. Uh, that's sort of like Oklahoma, right? And uh, <clears throat> the lost, dusty part of, of that country at the time. And um, so Mary uh, was in Oklahoma, was, I'm sorry, in, in Nazareth and uh, in Galilee. And uh, she was engaged. These were arranged marriages, which I'm fully in favor of. I think we need to bring that back in this day and age. Let's just get that straight right now. Uh, and then she was betrothed to a, a young man who was from the town of Bethlehem, which was right outside, about eight miles outside of Jerusalem. Uh, these two towns are about 70 miles apart, so uh, who knows how this matchmaker did her work. Uh, but alas, Mary was engaged, and Joseph uh, seemingly uh, goes to get uh, Mary from Nazareth and bring her to Bethlehem to register for a census. Um, they probably were not expecting to have to make this journey, at least not at the time they did. Uh, Mary was probably eight to eight and a half months pregnant. And, uh, you know, I, I, I presume that they made this unexpected trip with a little bit of, of shame and trepidation. What would others say as two fiancés made their way together across the country, uh, and she was pregnant. What would people say? How would they respond? What would their reception be? And Joseph, knowing that he was from a very small town, uh, also knew that what happens in small towns is that everybody knows your business, right? I, I asked my grandfather one time, who was from Honeygrove, Texas, uh, you know, why did you leave? I, I love it here. It's such a cool little town. And he said, I just told myself as soon as I could, I would get out. And if I could manage, I would never go back because everybody knows your business. And that's the way small towns work. So Joseph had to know this. Um, and so he returns home perhaps in a degree of, of shame or embarrassment or at least uh, trepidation. And then added to that, I would say, a bit of reluctance. You know, oh great, um, God gets my fiance pregnant and I've got to take her home to meet the relatives, right? Christmas is stressful enough as it is. Um, you know, and not only... Does he have to make this trip with a woman who's eight or so months pregnant? But then he has to register for the draft and submit his 1040 to the IRS. That was the purpose of the trip, right? So this is a bad combination of circumstances for Joseph. Um, and then, of course, he arrives and every room on the Riverwalk is booked. All right? There's no place to stay. And I'll, I'll give you this just for a little, uh, you know, no extra charge, free Christmas bonus. Um, 
there probably was no inn in Bethlehem. I know that's shocking. Uh, The word that's in the Greek there just means uh, a place where the journey ends. And if Bethlehem had been a larger city, it certainly would have had a few guest inns. Being a sleepy little village on the dustier side of Jerusalem, there probably weren't many people who chose to spend the night there. What they probably ran into at the end of their journey was the fact that all of David's relatives, I'm sorry, all of Joseph's relatives were home and all the beds were full and there was really no room for another couple. They probably traveled a bit more slowly than the rest and there they were. And so their portion of Christmas was a bit unexpected. There was then the unexpected arrival of Jesus. I say that because he was probably a couple of weeks early, I'm guessing. But uh, you, you see in the text that as soon as they get there, and you can presume a woman who's that far along has journeyed uh, probably 72 to 80 miles on foot over the past three to four days, and uh, she's ready, right? And those of you who've been uh, eight and a half months pregnant, you would gladly walk 72 miles, and the last quarter mile you'd be doing squat jumps just to get the baby going, right? You're ready, and Mary was probably ready. But there it comes, this baby. And the narrative is great, um, You know, consider Mary, if you will. She's uh, several days' journey away from mom and all of her relatives. And they probably were not entirely ready for what was about to happen. The evidence in the text for that is this little phrase, swaddling cloths. Um, They didn't have uh, their nursery uh, finished, stocked ready to go. The, the pampers were not there. And so they just grabbed whatever they could find and they wrapped this precious gift that came perhaps a little bit early. And, you know, this is, uh, to this day, why doctors tell women not to travel in their third trimester, right? Because you might, uh, you might go into labor and, uh, you might, your child might be born in some other place and fulfill some, some obscure prophecy and then have to be crucified later, right? That's no, they don't, so you don't want to do that. It's not working, is it? I'm just going to stick to the text. All right. So there's Joseph and Mary's unexpected arrival in Bethlehem. There's the unexpected arrival of Jesus. And then there's this unexpected arrival of angels. They appear to some unsuspecting men who were out in a field uh, doing their job, which was watching sheep. It's kind of like watching grass grow, right? And these guys were uh, taking care of their flocks. It's nighttime, and the angels appear to them. Uh, I guess, you know, one shepherd would have turned to the other one and said, I told you we shouldn't have cut that fence and come in here. You know, we are in the area 51 of ancient Palestine. What in the world is going on? As this brilliance and glow of the glory of God shines over them. And 
they are stunned at what is told to them by this angel at first. Uh, What? A savior is born? Why are you telling us? Um, When I was a little boy, my mother would tell you, well, you, you want to try this, Mom? What did I want to be when I grew up, when I was, say, four years old? What did I want to be? A garbage man, all right? And uh, I would say, if you're trying to put the, 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 the job of shepherd in ancient Palestine on, somewhere on the totem pole of understanding to us, these were the garbage men. These, there was not, it was not a very highly respected profession. It was... Uh, you know, just a job. And you usually, you got, you're the one that got stuck with the job of being a shepherd. And so if you were in a family of boys, whichever was the youngest boy who was old enough to sit out with the sheep at night, you got the shepherd job, all right? And so these guys are probably looking around at each other thinking, why? Why on earth are they sinking to us? We don't matter. We don't account for anything in this world. Uh, uh, excuse me, Mr. Angel, you missed Jerusalem by about eight miles. There's some really important people over there. Um, maybe you made a mistake. And there was no mistake because God was trying to communicate something to those shepherds and to the whole world that this Savior was for everyone, from the garbage man all the way up. That he drew no difference, no distinction between class or race or education or anything else. That he was expressing eternal love and forgiveness and salvation to all of mankind. And so... The angel's arrival is rather unexpected. The message they proclaim is unexpected. Uh, What? A savior? What does that even mean? And these shepherds were part of the people of Israel. And they did know what it meant. That God had been promising for literally thousands of years that he would send one anointed soul to reconcile humankind to the heart of God, to bring forgiveness to bear on the souls of mankind, to demonstrate to the world what love is. And then we have one more unexpected uh, arrival And that is the shepherds who are told you will find this babe in a a manger wrapped in rags. And by the way, he's the king of the world, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. Go there and you will see him. And so they pick up and they go. And just as they had been told, they see Jesus. Oops. And so Mary and Joseph had to be wondering something. Why in the world 
are these stinky shepherds here? What are they doing? Why did they come? And the shepherds have a message that the angels had told them to convey. Think about this. The angel had appeared to Mary and Joseph separately prior to Jesus' conception and told them what was going to happen. And as far as Mary and Joseph know, the angel has not returned. So instead of coming to Joseph and Mary, the angel comes to the shepherds. And he says, will you go and report to them what I have told you? He asked them to send a message. So at this point, I'm going to get all of our little shepherds together. If you are in fifth grade or younger, if you will come down to the front for just a moment. And uh, we're going to... We're going to see if we can pull this off. All right? Very good, very good. All right. Annie, where did Annie go? All right, come here, Annie. Annie's going to give me a head count. Hey, Ethan, you want to come help me? There you go. Come on. All right, so... I think that's 13. So this, this, there you go, right there. All right. So the shepherds were told by the angels, we want you to go back and deliver this message. Um, do you remember what the message was? What was the message? I feel the same way. See, I can read it. Yeah, I've got a little sheet here. It tells me what the message was. You ready? So here's what we're going to do. Annie's going to hand you out a part of the message. All right? And just, there you go. Hold on to that. And mix them all up. Hand one over there. There we go. All right. Everybody get one. Everybody get one. And... So the angels appeared to the shepherds and told them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. When the angels went away, from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. So I want each of you to come up here, walk over by Annie. Annie will, will lead you up. Hey, Jordan, come over here. I need a head shepherd, and I need three more volunteers. Can you hold a sign for me? Can you do that? All right, pass that over. What about you, buddy? No sign for you? You want a sign? I got a sign. It's a sign from God. I, th- I think 
I think you need this. No dice? Anyone? I'll hold one. How's that? All right, come on up here. Hold up your sign so everybody can see it. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Everybody come down. All right, Jordan, stand over here in front. Y'all come on up here. Sarah, come on up. Y'all come up on the stage. There's steps over there. All right, right there. All right, everybody, stop. Perfect. Very good. All right, Jordan, let me have your sign. All right, so will you read us, Jordan? What do we got so far? Everybody hold up their sign. I didn't plan that very well, did I? Well, I'm so confused. So, okay, I think I'm beginning to understand. I bring you good news of great joy. Tonight, in the city of David, is born to you a Savior. His name is Christ the Lord. Did that work? All right. That's close enough. And now, okay, well, you know, I kind of messed it up, but you know what's cool? God never messes up his message. He gets it right every time. And it's very simple that he loves you, and he sent Jesus into the world to bring light and joy and hope to our souls. 